0: Profession without reason the crisis of contemporary psychiatry untangled and solved by spinoza free thinking and radical enlightenment if you uh, missed a lot of it you can rehear it at kbo.fm um, uh, with that title a profession without reason thanks a lot bruce thank you paul and that's it for wednesday talk radio thanks to ty for operating the board bye everybody
1: They said they you lucky be home with mom and dad instead of mental hospitals. But every time you tried to read a book, you couldn't get to pay 17. Cause you forgot where you were, so you couldn't even read. Don't you know they're gonna kill your sons?
0: portland 90.7 fm the time is 9 a.m next up is fight the empire You're on the air, Pair. I'm on the air now? Yeah. Don't hear my music. <laughs> You're on the air. Okay. Well, good morning. This is Pear Fogring, and the show is Fight the Empire, a very interesting uh, show that Paul Rowland just did. <laughs> brings back to mind years ago when... Uh, when I was a college student at, uh, at Brown University and I took a lot of uh, psych uh, psychology courses and uh, one of them was advanced abnormal and what we did there was just a few people in the class all the other students are grad students and we used to go out to uh, uh Butler Hospital in Providence, Rhode Island and interview patients and uh One of the patients we interviewed was, uh, we we call him Mr. Z, and he was a very distinguished uh, looking guy, and the situation with him was that he, uh, when he was in the hospital, he acted very, quote, normally. Uh, he um, He used to go on little day trips into the city. He actually used to go to the, come to the uh, university campus to go to uh, psychology uh, seminars, uh, he'd get in arguments with professors. But when he was uh, so, they kept trying to let him out on his own. But when they did that, he kind of uh, fell apart. He couldn't. Uh, he he needed that kind of support. So uh, anyway, we interviewed Mr. Z, and he. Um, he came in with a uh, he handed out what he called a uh, family tree of insanity and it was kind of like a little chart that had all these different diagnoses uh you know and how they were related to each other and um anyway we uh, uh we interviewed this guy and it, was, it was very interesting that he was able to um he he sort of needed the uh he needed the hospital to uh, give him the support that, in, in many ways, he was a very, uh, uh, quote, normal, normal person. And he also uh, he had a brother there, too, uh, Henry, who uh, was a lot different. Uh, William, uh, William Z. was a um, kind of cantankerous guy, and uh, he got in arguments with some of the grad students and uh, but he had a brother Henry who was also there and his brother Henry was totally different his brother Henry was uh, uh into gardening and the hospital gave him a little uh little garden plot of his own that he could tend and he was all when we interviewed him he was very excited cuz he was going to go up to Boston uh, to some gardening show they were going to have a, a nurse travel with him and uh, anyway that was just very interesting uh uh, sort of the kind of, I guess it, it shows the sort of the how, how what they call uh, you know, abnormal behavior functions in, in sort of in keeping with with the uh, more normal kind of behavior. So anyway, just thought I'd pass that on. Uh, if people want to call in with a um, question or a comment, uh, uh, the number is 503- two three one eight one eight seven uh... i was going to talk about uh... uh... victor yanukovych he was the elected uh... president of ukraine and he was elected but then he was overthrown uh... by the uh... uh what they call the uh, this is so-called uh, uh... maidan revolution uh... maidan square is a uh... a big gathering place uh... In downtown uh, Kiev, in Ukraine, and uh, it was a scene of many uh, demonstrations, riots, unrest, and um, he was uh, one of the, uh, some of these uh, uh, protests were against uh, were against the Viktor Yanukovych, who we should uh, uh, remind ourselves was elected. Uh, and then he was overthrown. Now, some of these uh, people in, in Maidan Square, were the uh, they were members of the, what they call the uh, Azov Battalion, which is a military uh, outfit, which is for far right, a lot of people would call it neo-Nazi. And uh, the Azov Battalion at one time was like a... Uh, you know, a, a private militia or something. But then, uh, uh, since then, uh, it has become actually been incorporated into the uh, into the Ukrainian uh, military. And so, uh, uh, these are the people who were uh, who are out there uh, calling for uh, the overthrow of an elected president of Ukraine. And actually, he finally did. He uh, he left office, and uh, he kind of, in fear of his life, he uh, he he uh, fled to uh, neighboring Russia. And I keep bringing this up because the stories, and the news accounts that we, we usually get about Ukraine, uh, they start with the uh, with the Russian invasion as though that was the uh, uh the beginning of uh of all the troubles in Ukraine well then not that's not the beginning. The uh, beginning it goes back a lot uh, further. And so uh you know the uh it begins you could say it begins with the overthrow of an elected president uh, who was deemed too friendly to Russia by the Azov battalion, who has been called a neo-Nazi outfit, and you might even say it goes, back, uh, it goes back even further. It goes back, you might say, it goes back to the, um, uh, the, um, the, the setup of Ukraine itself. If you look at a map of Ukraine, it's kind of, uh, as I said uh, in the past, it kind of, kind of resembles a, uh, a fried egg with two yolks. And one yoke is the uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, sort of people, uh, ethno-linguistic uh, grouping, and the other yoke is the uh, uh, the Russian-speaking people who sort of centered in the southeast of Ukraine. And you have to wonder uh, how uh, uh, how the borders were you know, the borders are sort of almost made to uh, bring about troubles because you had these two two uh, groupings, two uh, ethnic linguistic groupings that uh, uh, were about 50-50 as far as the population goes. And uh, with a situation like that, uh, uh, the the two sides, uh, you know, had sort of better get along because if they don't, you're going to have two equal groupings that are... uh, uh, you know that are in constant uh, struggle and turmoil and what's happened is that outside uh, you know the u s uh, for some reason feel it has to uh, has to interfere uh, why uh, why uh why the United States should uh, uh, be that concerned with uh, uh, telling ukrainians uh you know what's uh you know what what to do uh is kind of beyond me, but uh, but there it is. The U.S. is, uh, you know, but uh, you know, you have uh, uh, President Biden, you know, is sort of uh, saying that uh, uh, Putin has got to go. That uh, you know, kind of. Uh, as though this was as, as, as though the US was the arbiter of uh, you know, of uh who gets to rule in what country around the world. This is sort of a, kind of a messianic belief, I think, that somehow uh, the United States is gonna solve the world's problems. Where when you when you think about it, we have uh, we have so many problems at home that uh, you wonder why we are that uh uh why we are that, uh, bent on, uh, kind of dabbling in the problems of other countries around the world. But anyway, if anybody has an opinion or a question or a comment, uh, give us a call. The number is 503-231-8187. Uh, give us your take on this. Do you think, uh, do you think the United States, what, what does the United States have to, uh, uh, show the rest of the world that uh, that they can't discover on their own uh, so once again the number to call is 503-231-8187 uh, uh, among the problems we have at home and this, this does relate to a world problem is the whole question of climate uh... And you have a situation, you know, you have uh, the climate, uh, you know, the uh, sort of the world's temperature keeps uh, going up. There are uh, heat inversions around the world. There are uh, instances where, uh, you know, rivers rivers are drying up. Apparently, uh, I think I heard uh, re- very recently that the... Uh, uh, the Rhine River uh, in Germany has gotten so low that uh, it interferes with, uh, with, barged, uh, with barge traffic. Uh, for a long time, uh, barges have gone up the, up and down the Rhine, uh, way into the interior of Germany, practically up to the Swiss border. And, uh, but the river has gotten so low that, uh, uh, that this uh, is not possible anymore. And so, uh, so this is a, a kind of a a bad result of uh, I would say it's a result of industrial society that global global warming is uh, is very much related to uh, the fact that the that human society is you might say it's almost a, a cooking itself to death. You know, we have so much uh, the industrial process. Uh, releases so much heat into the uh, into the atmosphere in in many different ways that uh, it is uh, it is kind of uh, destroying our own uh, environment but uh, you know years ago when I when I was in school you know this industrial society was considered uh, you know this is sort of the uh, the the apex, the high point of civilization where uh, everything uh, everything in civilization from ancient times right up to uh, when we were in school that uh, all leading up to this uh, grand industrial society that uh, that uh, uh, that we have created and uh, around the world and now we're seeing that uh, uh, it's it, it may have its uh, good points, you know, and has brought a lot of uh, wealth. Uh, That wealth may just be temporary. We might get to that later, but uh, uh, along with the wealth, is bringing environmental uh, problems and uh, things like the the River Rhine, where the water has gotten so low that barges uh, cannot go all the way up the river, and so that uh, it's like the industrial civilization is Uh, sort of destroying its own uh, its own reasons for being We have a caller Uh, We have a caller on the line, good morning sir. you're on the line
2: Hello, thank you for taking my call Um, Earlier you were talking about uh, the Ukraine war and -hmm. and everyone keeps forgetting or or our news media uh, don't tell you they had a a treaty, it was called the Minsk uh, Agreement In fact, they they signed the first one, but the fighting still continued, and then they signed the second one, which was a peace was kind of peace treaty and it had things that Ukraine government had to do, and it and uh, and they never did, and little by little the war was continued going on, and, uh, just you know, pot shots, and then it started getting more serious. And the the Minsk agreement, and, and then I, I then I trying to find something that um, uh, the president of Ukraine uh, is Zelensky. He um, um, uh, he's been in power since I think 2018, mm-hmm. and there's no record of him ever meeting Putin. So it's like, well, if, if here's a country, uh, a, a nuclear country on your border, and you never meet the guy, and hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and I think this is a real issue in that. I mean, he, he's not showing no respect. He doesn't want to do the Minsk Agreement, so he doesn't do it. So this is what really started the war again was him not implementing the Minsk Agreement.
0: What are, what are some of the provisions of the Minsk Agreement? Can you tell us?
2: Um, what what I no, not really. I, I, like you says, not to say it's been so long ago, but it was the fighting would stop, and the main part was that the uh, ethnic Russians that live in Ukraine will have a self determination, and not self determination, but they they would be able to. Uh, it's not a part of the central government, but um, they would be part of the government. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I kind of understand what happened, but, uh, but Zelensky hasn't done the same thing. And how are they supposed to have a peace another peace agreement when Zelensky has never met...
0: Zelensky is his name.
2: What was it again?
0: Zelensky is his name.
2: Zelensky. Zelensky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Zelensky has never met Putin. I mean... Now there's a problem right there. So if the I'm um, right now, I'm re- waiting to find out if will the Ukrainians get tired of him and overthrow him? Since that's part of their government, they can overthrow any president they want to. You know, hmm. but um, yeah, that's uh, uh, about that. And also, uh, I haven't been able to find out when the. Um, when they overthrew the president in um in Ukraine what was the process i mean there's no history the uh only thing i found out was uh they wanted to put down the protests but the government the army refused and hmm. the army in Ukraine at that time um was a mixed match it was like uh the oligarchies controlled the military. they had their own bases they had their own whatever, but I mean if there was a time for war, they would get together, but the oligarchies kind of controlled the 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 military so I, I don't know uh your opinion of the uh of the Minsk agreement
0: well, I don't know that much about it I'm trying to find some of the what the provisions were i mean uh well, apparently, it was something at one time it was agreeable to the different sides, but uh, like you said, there's these accusations that the uh, the Minsk Agreement has not been uh, has not been fulfilled, and uh, I don't know all the details. I'd like to learn more of the details about that. But anyway, I'd like to thank you for your uh, can you can can you fill us in at all on that?
2: Uh, no, I don't. I'm still doing research. Being mm-hmm. blind, it, it sometimes it takes a long, long time to go through. Oh yes. it, uh-huh. the internet, uh, you know, and stuff. It takes a long, long time because I have to read all, everything. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you very much for your call. Uh,
2: oh, no problem.
0: So, well, does anybody, if anybody else wants to uh, call with their uh, comment or question, the number is five zero three two three one eight one eight seven we have a caller we have another caller online want to say? you're on the air
3: hi thank you I want I track on Ukraine through consortium news I get it on in my emails and they are mm-hmm. very thorough and they'll lay out the Ukrainian history back to World War two and the, as of battalion the it gives a huge amount of information On different articles, and the other other thing that I found fascinating, listening to Scott Ritter, who was the arms inspector in Iran Iraq.
0: All right. Yes. Uh huh.
3: Right. So Scott Ritter's been in that area of the world for many decades. He's on Pirate TV. I get mm-hmm. a Dish Satellite TV, and they have a free-speech TV station that carries Pirate TV, mm-hmm. and he's been interviewed twice, I think it's twice, uh, lately, and he lays out a lot of information. So the last caller who's blind, if he can get into Pirate TV, he can hear the audio, which is all you really need. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, Scott Ritter has a lot to say, and he's very pissed off over the U.S. not negotiating with Russia when they could have just pivoted right to the military response, funneling weapons, other people talking about, once again, like in Iraq, we don't care if we destroy the country, we want to make just bleed out Russia. And so we funnel weapons after, rather than working a negotiation. Mm-hmm. And I, I was saying, I don't know if you heard, but I heard one little snippet somewhere about elections of wondering the Ukrainians, what are their choices? Mm. Uh, have you heard anything lately?
0: Uh, no, I haven't. What have you heard?
3: No, just I just. Caught that little snippet in passing of somebody making a comment because I mean in Crimea they had elections, and they were overwhelmingly pro Russian rather than the Ukrainian government, which had been so messed up and mm-hmm. then the whole thing you mentioned the coup part of the coup background is is uh Yanuk- I think it was Yanukovych who was run out right
0: mhm, yes
3: he he was wanting to borrow money, the European Union, all those um, big loans, and they did it to Greece, too. Most all the money has to be contractors from the originating country, so you have to pay the contractors. So, um, and and so you end up owing back on the original loan, and they get you to borrow money to pay off the first loan. That's what happened in Greece. That mm-hmm. was the offer to Yanukovych, and so he said no thanks. And he and Putin said, "Oh, I'll lend you money without all these strings." Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then, lo and behold, Yanukovych is is a total bad guy, corrupt official. We went after him. Um, the undersecretary state, "Under Hillary Clinton, Nolan woman." She's oh, yes, uh, Victoria yes. Yeah, so she famously says that Yachts, the name of the guy we got and in after in the York. coup, yes.
0: mm-hmm.
3: and she says, we got Yachts in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well,
3: after Yachts, the eastern Ukraine, the Russian Donbass region, was just shelled unmercifully. Well, the Russian speakers had a big celebration of their culture, right, What. Like, Yachts went in, and their the response from Kiev was bombarding just fourteen thousand e- donbas Russian speakers were killed. You see pictures of buildings that are just full of bullet holes before the latest hoorah, right so that's the the background of of Russia kind of kind of aid, and they've been trying to help under the bombardment since t- 2014, um, mm-hmm. trying to help in eastern Donbass, but we make them really bad guys. And, uh, you know, what happens in, in Crimea, cutting off their water, uh, which supplies from more mainland Ukraine, I mean, all this stuff keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then what I'm curious about is, indeed, there are more elections recently, which won't, you won't hear about probably in the
0: mainstream
3: mm. press, but I don't. Anyway, anyway.
0: Okay, thank <laughs> <But> you very <laughs> much.
3: Consortium News and Pirate TV, you'll see what I'm talking about, mm. laid out a lot.
0: Well, I, I I read Consortium News pretty regularly. I know they, I really recommend it to uh, any of uh, any to our listeners. Uh, Consortium News is a, uh, uh, They've got some really good articles, and many of them by Scott Ritter, you know, about what's going on in the world. And so, uh, uh, this is something that anybody can uh, can access. Uh, like I said, Consortium News. Uh, you know, you get a lot of uh, a lot of good information there. So, I want to thank you for bringing that up. Do we have any other callers on online or? Lines well, are free. Guess, pardon me? Lines are free. Oh, okay. Nobody on. Uh, if anybody wants to call with a question or a comment, uh, you have a few mi- Well, actually, there's not too much time left, about three minutes left in the show. But the uh, number call is 503-231-8187. So uh, you know, we have a, you know, a very dicey situation. What really kind of amazes me is that... Uh, uh, that the U.S. Uh, seems to think it's okay to uh, kind of uh, stick its nose into affairs right on the Russian border, where, where if, uh, if Russia tries to uh, sway public opinion or um, make its, uh, uh, its uh, opinion felt in Ukraine, this is considered uh, kind of meddling, even though Ukraine is right on Russia's border. And was actually considered part of the so-called Russian Empire at one time. This kind of a uh, very strange situation where uh, I don't know. It's this uh, the U.S. seems to have this kind of a, a missionary complex where we've been ordained to uh, kind of uh, set the whole world straight. To sort of, uh, uh, sort of. Uh, if we really were setting the world straight it would be one thing but uh, when you think of some of the interve- interventions where the US uh, has uh, made around the world uh, we did not set the world straight we just kind of installed uh, uh, one dictator after another in different places around uh, everywhere and what gives uh, uh, gives us a right to do this is sort of uh, really uh, kind of uh, beyond me so uh Anyway, the situation in Ukraine is uh, kind of uh, moving along. Uh, Whether it's going to be resolved, I don't know. Uh, There's a very interesting article by Medea Benjamin and Nicholas Davies uh, about, um, well, the title is, uh, the article is, Peace Talks Essential as War Rages on in Ukraine. And so they go into the uh, background. Uh, what's uh, going on there, and, and sort of trying to uh, uh, see a way out that uh, uh, takes everybody's opinion into account. So uh, uh, Consortium News, like our caller uh, mentioned, is a uh, is a very good source of information. So I want to recommend that, the Consortium News. So you've been listening to uh, Fight the Empire on KBOO. It's your radio station. And we always need your support and your input. Uh, it's a uh, listener-operated station. You can be part of KBOO, part of uh, part of what makes a station uh, uh, function. So uh, this is kind of a, a, an experiment and kind of uh, a radio democracy at KBOO. It's your radio station. So this stuff is Fight the Empire signing out. and Stay tuned.